Good morning. Thank you, Rabbi Ginsberg. Um, it's, it's an honor to uh, be part of this 24-hour global Fabrengen again. And it's also an honor that uh, they gave me the, the opening spot. And I was told, I asked the organizers uh, how much of uh, last year's program was repeated. They said, no, 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 we tried to shake it up and do new things. The only two things that are the same from last year is Abby Ginsberg's the first MC and I'm the first speaker. So I guess we did okay. But I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna make it my goal that if I didn't say anything radical enough last week, last year to get me not invited back this year, I think I'm gonna try this year to say things radical enough that will get me not invited back next year. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that to be glib or funny or, or shocking. I'm saying that because, I mean, we just watched the video of the Rebbe speaking and the urgency and the, 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 the tone that this is something that is so desperately, critically necessary for us to step up and do. It's, it's, you watch it and you can't help but to shudder. And it, it's clear that Rebbe there is not asking for us to do the same old, same old. That Rebbe is asking, demanding, pleading, if we can say that. that we, we, we need to really do something difficult and new and innovative and, and daring and bold. So I'm going to try to set the tone and I'm going to, at the risk of being a little bit too radical and at the risk of being not invited back, at the risk of getting criticism, you know what? So be it, but I think we need to shake things up. So let me tell you my thoughts. It happens to be Bashkacha Pratis, and nothing just happens to be Bashkacha Pratis, that we're gathering today, and it's Alaf de Reish Chedish year. It's the first day of the two day Reish Chedish of year, which is uh, the anniversary of the Rebbe launching the 12 Psukim. The Rebbe rolled out the 12 Psukim at two occasions. The Fabrengen of Alaf Teresh Chedish Ir, with the year being Tovshin Lamed Vov, 1976, the spring of 76. And then 18 days or 19 days later at the Lagbaimer rally. So the first six of the 12 Sukkim were brought out at the Fabrengen Alaf Teresh Chedish Ir, this very day, this day in history. And then Two and a half weeks later at the Lag Boimer rally, the, the, the Rebbe put out six more psukim. In fact, you can see pictures of that year's Lag Boimer rally. They only had posters for the first six psukim because they didn't know there were going to be more psukim. And uh, the format of the 12 psukim, the six and the six is the same. In the first six, you have, the reason you have six is you have two scriptural verses, meaning psukim of Tanakh. And then you have two Maimore Chazal sayings of, of Chazal, the sages, and then you have two lines from Tanya. And then in the second six, you have exactly the same structure. You have, again, two psukim of Tanakh, you have two Maimore Chazal, and you have two lines from Tanya. And the two lines from Tanya from the second group of six, which were, as I mentioned before, rolled out on Lag Boimer, so they're both from Perik Lamed Gimel, 
because as the Rebbe said, Lamed Gimel is Lag, is 33, is Lag Boimer. So I think every Lubavitcher knows what the 12 Sukkim are. But if you ask a Lubavitcher, what are these psukim? Why did the Rebbe choose these psukim? Why not other psukim? What makes these psukim the ones that the Rebbe wanted that we should teach to children? And I've actually asked people this question, and people will tell you, well, these are the Yisaitis of Yiddishkeit, or these, you know, the fundamental ideas, like, like a Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikrim, so to speak. Um, but that's not what the Rebbe said, actually. That's not actually what the Rebbe said. The Rebbe actually, very actually consistent with the Rebbe's style, explained his methodology. The Rebbe was always explaining. The Rebbe could have said, this is my new initiative, and that would have been fine for Chassidim. But the Rebbe was always saying a time, always explaining. And when the 12 psukim came out, the Rebbe explained why these psukim were the 12 psukim. In fact, I'll say something to you that you probably will, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be shocking to you. The Rebbe said it could be these psukim or it could be other psukim. The Rebbe said, it can ice climb an under psukim. The Rebbe gave permission to the chassidim. If you don't want to use these psukim, you could choose other psukim, as long as they have the same inhalt, as long as they have the same toichen. Meaning it wasn't the psukim, it wasn't the oisius, the words, it was the content, it was the message. Okay, now we're getting closer to what it really was about. What, what about the message? Why, why these 12 messages? Now we're realizing it's not just the words, it's not just the letters, it's, it's ideas. Okay, what about these 12 ideas? So the Rebbe said very clearly, the 12 sukkim was all part of a whole initiative that year in 1976 of chinuch, and something very interesting that Rebbe said, which is a radical idea, absolutely radical, is that the idea of chinuch, or at least the Rebbe's idea of chinuch, is not that Mivtza Chinuch, the, 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 the education campaign, is a campaign to educate children. It's not, what, what, what else could it be? But rather, said the Rebbe, it is a campaign to turn children into educators. Mivtza Chinuch is not a campaign to educate children. It's a campaign to turn children into educators. In fact, somebody, I don't know who it was, was uh, rubbed the wrong way by that. They thought that was just too out of the box. And they wrote to the Rebbe and said, uh, this, is, this is wild. This is wild stuff. And the Rebbe spoke about it at the Yud Beis Tamos Fabrengen that year. Okay, so we're talking about a few months after the Psukim were launched. And somebody wrote to the Rebbe and said, where do you get this crazy idea of turning children, little babies, into the leaders, the influencers, the educators. Where, where do you get stuff? Well, you can't just make stuff up. So it, you, you can look at the you can look at the Hanukkah from the Febrengen. It's absolutely delicious. So that ever lays out the whole criticism. Somebody wrote to me, and this is what they said. And then the Rebbe said, essentially, I'm surprised this person was not aware of the precedent upon which the existence of our entire Torah has reached us today. 
The fact that we have Judaism today is only because of a story, it's a story told in the Gemara, in Bava Metziah, of Reb Chia. <laughs> How great was the act performed by Reb Chia? What did Reb Chia do? The Tana, Reb Chia. That at a time when Teda was going to be forgotten, he got children together and he taught one of five children each one of the Chumash. And then he taught one of six children each a Seder of Mishnayas. And then he made each one a master in their subject. You are the master of Seder Bereshis, and you're the master of Seder Zroyim. And each one of them mastered a Chumash or a Seder of Mishnah. And then they taught each other. And with this system and style being perpetuated exponentially, Rabbiya restored the entire Torah to Kali. So, so the Rebbe said, you're asking me, where am I getting crazy new innovations like making children the educators of Kali Yisrael? We only have a Judaism today because children were the educators of Kali Yisrael. So the Rebbe said, the reason the 12 Sukkim were chosen, meaning on what basis were these Sukkim and Maimone Chazal and passages of Tanya chosen on the basis that these messages were deemed such messages that children would be able to understand well enough to teach. To teach. The entire purpose and the basis upon which the 12 Sukkim were chosen was that there were messages that the Rebbe deemed were ones that children could understand well enough to teach. The 12 sukkim were, call it an arsenal of weapons for children to bring out into a war of perfecting and, and purifying and making holy the entire world. And this is before Tzivus Hashem, so the military uh, marshal that I'm using is a, is a few years early. But think about it like this. These are the tools. The tools for what? The tools for what? For being educators. So the 12 Sukkim, the anniversary of which is right now, was all about empowering even little children should be teachers and educators and influencers. Sounds so radical, but like everything with the Rebbe, the Rebbe is both completely radical and completely traditional at the same exact time. Just like this thing. It's nobody does it. Nobody even thinks to do it. When you say to do it, it makes everyone uncomfortable. But when they challenge you, you're like, look in the books. Chia <laughs> did this 2,000 years ago. This is the basis of all Yiddishkeit. Here's what I'm saying. You say, Chof Chesnissen, the Rebbe was pleading with us, please, guys, a little initiative, a little. <sighs> Get motivated, like figure out why this is important to you. Come on, think, think, come up. The Rebbe said, maybe one or two will come up with an Eitzha, figure it out. That wasn't out of the blue and it wasn't out of nowhere. The Rebbe was asking even that the little children should learn how to think for themselves and learn how to carry a message and communicate a message long before Chav Nissen. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't out of the blue. But what did the Rebbe get? And I want to be careful. I said I'm going to try to uh, be radical, but I don't want to be too radical. The Rebbe asked 
for 12 ideas that children could learn and internalize so deeply that they'd be able to teach them to their friends. In fact, the Rebbe there in the Fabrengen paints a picture. The Rebbe can paint a picture, I'll tell you. The Rebbe paints a picture. Little children are playing with their friends and they've been learning these psukim and they're so inspired by the messages of these psukim. The children can't help, they can't hold themselves back but to share the ideas with their friends as they're playing. That's, that was the picture that Rebbe painted. That was the Rebbe's vision. That's what the Rebbe asked for. What did the Rebbe get? Memorization. Now, I'm not criticizing. It's holy. And you see it. That at the rallies, the Rebbe said along. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying it's interesting. When the Rebbe came out with the psukim, he said you could even choose other words. It's not the words. You can always type under the psukim. You can choose other words. It's, I'm not married to the words. It's the messages. These messages were chosen because they're messages that children can understand well enough to teach. So the Rebbe was asking for children to understand things so well that they could teach it and explain it and articulate it eloquently in a child's vocabulary and a child's style. Obviously, appropriate to a child. But the Rebbe was asking that children should understand something so well they should be able to explain it that's what the Rebbe asked for. What did the Rebbe get? More memorization. More memorization. And he asked the child to tell you what the Pusik means, and he doesn't know. I'm, I'm, asking, I'm asking us collectively. If we take it seriously, Mashiach, the Rebbe's call, that we need to shake something up. We need to do something new. We need to figure it out and get out of Golis already. Are we willing, are we willing to challenge certain institutional assumptions that we're comfortable with? Certain ideas about the way that children are educated by parents and by teachers, and I'm not bashing the system. I've been accused of being anti-system. Chasfushol are not anti-system. There, there are incredible maestas, and there are incredible educators, and, and, and menalim, and menahalois. They're incredible people who are involved in the education of our children. I don't want to, God forbid, to sound like I'm, like I'm bashing. What I'm saying is, if you're looking for a place where to be radical and innovative, let's look right under our nose, our children. Are we ready to be radical and innovative in their education and arm them and teach them how to think? You know, I just came out from a 30-day hachona for the Rebbe's birthday, for Yudalafness. Baruch Hashem, we did this 30 letters in 30 days. And every day we learned one of the letters from Igris, Chelek Yod. And people were really, I'm talking about Chassidim, Spitz Chabad, like that I used to call them. They were asking me before it launched, they said, how, what are you gonna, how are you going to do 30 days of learning Igris? What, what, what do you do? You just open Shalom of Racha, Brooklyn, New York. Like, what, what are you reading? I said, what, what am I reading? You don't know how much depth, how much how much scholarship, how much creativity, how much, uh, a totally different worldview, totally different worldview you can pick up from learning Igris. And they're saying, no, I never heard of learning Igris. I don't know, you don't learn the Igris. Baruch Hashem, people learned with me for 30 days before you got off this and you saw, you learned the Igris. And I said time and time again, that the point is not necessarily entirely what the Rebbe said, it's how the Rebbe said it. It's not what the Rebbe said, it's how the Rebbe said it. In other words, what the Rebbe said, that was to an individual. 
at that time, in that place, with those circumstances, coming from that background, with their entire life story leading up to the moment in which they wrote to the Rebbe. So what the Rebbe said, maybe it's not a klagolo betoida. Maybe it's very specific. And the Rebbe actually says that many times in Igris, that there are no klalim when it comes to yonim nafshim, when it comes to personal issues, people, everyone's different. Everyone is a, is a unique creation of God. So it's not necessarily universal what the Rebbe said. But what's life-changing is to open yourself up to how the Rebbe said it. The Holich Yelich, the Derech Halimud. You want to use a more Londish expression, the Derech Halimud. The Rebbe has a way of deconstructing a question. The Rebbe has a way of, of approaching a problem. The Rebbe has a way of putting people at ease. The Rebbe has a way of encouraging people. The Rebbe has a way of restoring people's hope. The Rebbe has a way of being an optimist and a realist at the exact same time. The Rebbe has a style. And it's not enough to just quote what words the Rebbe said. I'm not putting it down. The oisius, the holiness of the letters, the words, and, and, and learning that's all important, incredibly important. But it's not enough because you're not going to figure out in Eitzah how to do what the Rebbe is asking you to do. If all you can do, all you can do is repeat what the Rebbe already said. The Rebbe was begging us to be creative. That's the Rebbe wanted the Ha'aris. The Rebbe would always ask for scholarly articles. After every Rashi Sikha, the Rebbe was looking, where are the Chassidim going to write up the articles? I gave them Klolim, Klole Rashi. What do you think? A, a Rashi Sikha is the Rebbe showing off his lambdas to show off how the Rebbe, Rebbe can, learn a, a, can learn a Rashi? The point was to give you tools. Now you learned the Rashi that I didn't teach. And it's not just with Chumash Rashi, it's with everything. It's with politics in the Middle East, and it's about Shalom Bayes, and it's about, uh, it, 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 it's about how to bring Mashiach. But what do we do? What do we do? Short answer tests that test children on retention, how much they can cram for a test, and how much they can regurgitate information. It's not enough that ever wants creative thinkers, innovative thinkers people who know not only what the Rebbe said, but can think how the Rebbe taught us how to think. You know, everyone did Pirkei Ovis today. It's a Dvar Mishnah. First Mishnah in Ovis. Says the Anshei Knesset told us, Hamidu Talmidim Harbe. What's the Rebbe's diuk? Hamidu, stand up. Stand up. Lots of students. So the Rebbe said, Hamidu, stand them up. That means they can't just be people parroting what they heard from the Rav. They have to be creative. They have to know how to take it and run with it and to say something new and innovative. When the Rebbe is saying, don't just repeat what I told you to say. Say something new. Figure out something new. What does that mean? The Rebbe is standing us up to be creative and innovative, to take some initiative. One of the letters we learned, there are 30 letters, someone wrote to the Rebbe and said, I want to get involved in Chabad activities. Tell me what to do. And the Rebbe told him, I don't know what to do. You tell me what to do. I'm not there. You'll figure it out. Kabbalah soil is beautiful. Being a soldier is beautiful. The Rebbe wants both. <laughs> the Rebbe wants both. A yid is nimna noise. We can do both. But it's not enough just to be obedient. It's not just, not just the nasa. It's also the nishma. Which means we have to think like the Rebbe's chassidim. And we have to see things creatively. We have to see opportunities. And we have to do new things. And that's what the Rebbe was begging us to do. Chof <laughs> but I spoke 40 years after Yud Shvat, but the Maimon Chazal, like, the Rabbi, Adar Boyim Shnin, 
The Rebbe made a few diyukim. One of them, the word koi means to stand up, like we were saying before. That what is the end game here? It's not just the Talmidim know what the Rebbe already said, but they absorb the Rebbe's approach so thoroughly that they're now standing. They're standing like competent thinkers who know how to figure out answers to questions that the Rebbe didn't explicitly give them. Everyone's struggling for guidance. What would the Rebbe say? What would the Rebbe say? So many new things since, since Gimel Thomas. What would the Rebbe say? The Rebbe didn't give enough of his holy time teaching us how to think. The Rebbe didn't give us enough tools to be able to figure things out. If it doesn't say it explicitly in the Sichas or in the Igris or the Maimarim, so use the tools, figure out the Rashi that the Rebbe didn't teach and figure out the answers to the questions, the burning questions of today that the Rebbe didn't tell us explicitly. That the Rebbe gave us a comprehensive worldview. What are we afraid of? That people will actually become independent thinkers? If that's what's holding up Mashiach, that we're afraid that people will think too much, be too creative, take too much initiative, show too much of their personalities, and we have to, we have to squash that? For what purpose? To retain the Gullis and push off Gaula? I said I'm not going to be too radical, but I'm going to push the line. I think it behooves all of us to be honest and to say, if this is what's holding it back, if this is the last thing that needs to be done, let's do it already. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Let's challenge some basic assumptions about how our children are educated. And by the way, I'm not anti-educator. You ask the educators themselves, the majority of them will agree with me and say, yes, 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 and yes. Yes, 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 and yes. We need children who can think for themselves. I don't want to ever hear again somebody tell me that I learned how to think for myself by going to college. You don't know what a tragedy that is? Somebody who learns Chassidus Chabad, especially the Rebbe's Chassidus, which is so analytical and so layered, should master critical thinking. Should master critical thinking. Should be somebody who's creative and able to figure anything in the world out. Because the Rebbe's worldview is so comprehensive and so deep and so nuanced and so layered. A lot of people are going to come on tonight and they're going to say very inspirational things, much more inspirational than me. I'm not Mr. Inspiration. But if you're feeling inspired, what I want you to think about, maybe, maybe, maybe to consider where to channel that inspiration, do something radical with the education of your child so that your child can think originally and creatively and with nuance and, and be able to sustain contradiction and paradox in the way that the Rebbe taught us how to do it. Are we willing to try it? What are we risking? What are we afraid of risking? There's nothing, <laughs> there's no risk. We have nothing to lose and only everything to gain. God bless you and your children and the maestas and the teachers and the students and all of us. Let's make the Rebbe proud. Let's really, really show the Rebbe that we, we soaked in the Rebbe's teachings and we know how to think. We know how to think like the Rebbe's. I don't want to say tell me them, but the Rebbe's children. We know how to think like the Rebbe's children.